This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Monday, January 30th. You're listening to WMBF. A popular family-owned retail shop on the north side of Endicott won't be selling bread or pizza dough as usual. The operators of Battaglini Bakery say the business will continue to supply items to area grocery stores, but their small walk-up shop at 111 Oak Hill Avenue will be closed for the foreseeable future. Anthony Battaglini said the store had recently been open for limited hours. It's been operating five days a week for three hours a day. Battaglini says it's been difficult to find enough people to work at the shop. He said the plan is to realign operations and do some renovations. He told WMBF News there's no timeline for when the store will reopen. Battaglini noted this isn't the first time the shop has been closed. He said it didn't operate for several years between 1974 and 1993. A steady stream of customers visited the store Thursday afternoon to purchase Italian and French bread, as well as pizza dough. While they'll miss stopping by the neighborhood shop, they said they were pleased that Battaglini products would continue to be available in local supermarkets. The heavy equipment has been hauled away from what had been the once-beautiful IBM Country Club complex east of Endicott. Workers with Gorick Construction of Binghamton were on the site for nearly three months to remove the buildings, swimming pools, and banquet facilities along Watson Boulevard in the town of Union. Project Superintendent John Kerry told WMBF News on Friday that the demolition equipment was taken away from the property a few days ago. He said seeding and mulching at the site will be done when weather permits. The country club was one of the perks for employees at IBM locations in Endicott, Owego, Glendale, and Vestal for much of the 20th century. Although the property once was regarded as one of the region's popular for recreational events and special celebrations, it fell into disrepair due to flooding in June 2006. Bill Walsh, a former owner, the following year predicted much of the main structure of what had been renamed the Heritage Country Club would have to be demolished. Paul Darpino acquired the property from Broome County for $260,000 in 2009, but he was unable to redevelop the site. The county's local development corporation bought the property for $300,000 last February. Broome County officials had announced up to $2 million in funds from the Federal American Rescue Plan would be made available to help cover the cost of tearing down the complex. A year ago, LaChase Construction and Conifer Realty unveiled a plan to build a 75-unit apartment project on the site. Groundbreaking is expected in the spring. Despite the fact that vaccination mandates are being overturned and New York is in the midst of a major health care worker shortage, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is standing firm on her stance about vaccinations and employment in the health care industry. On Tuesday, January 24th, Governor Hochul was in Rochester to talk about a lead paint program when she took unrelated questions. When the subject of rehiring health care workers who lost their jobs for not being vaccinated was brought up, she said that rehiring health care workers who were relieved of their jobs over refusal to receive a COVID-19 vaccination was not the right answer. Hochul then said that anyone who seeks health care or goes into a nursing home should not have to worry about whether or not they'll contract COVID-19 and should know, quote, We have taken all steps to protect the public health, and that includes making sure those who come in contact with them at their time of most vulnerability when they are sick or elderly will not pass on the virus. In October of 2022, a New York Supreme Court judge ruled that about 1,700 New York City employees who were fired for not being vaccinated be reinstated and with back pay. On January 13th of this month, another New York Supreme Court judge struck down a mandate that required all health care workers in New York to be vaccinated, saying the governor and New York State Department of Health had overreached its authority. 
The New York State Department of Health sent a statement to Becker's Hospital Review following the ruling this month regarding health care workers being mandated to be vaccinated, saying the state health department strongly disagrees with the judge's decision and is exploring all options. In light of the ruling in October and the ruling in early January, many believe that Governor Hochul should rehire those who were let go from the healthcare field following their refusal to be vaccinated near the start of the pandemic. Marcus Fuller, age 38, of the town of DeWitt, New York, pleaded guilty last week to transmitting an interstate threat to injure another person. As part of his guilty plea, Fuller admitted that in April 2022, he sent dozens of communications via Instagram directed to a musical performing artist using multiple different accounts that he had created for that purpose. The communications contained threats to harm the victim up to and including death. Fuller further admitted that in one of those Instagram communications, he sent the victim a photograph of a firearm and ammunition. Fuller admitted that he possessed an identical firearm, a Ruger .338 caliber bolt-action rifle, at his residence in DeWitt, along with four boxes of ammunition. At sentencing, Fuller faces up to five years in prison, a maximum fine of $250,000, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of up to three years. A judge has ruled that New York State should pay former Governor Andrew Cuomo's legal bills as he defends himself against a lawsuit accusing him of sexually harassing a state trooper. Cuomo filed a lawsuit against Attorney General Letitia James in August, arguing that she violated state law by denying him public assistance for his defense. Cuomo said the trooper's allegations stem from a time when he was acting within the scope of his employment or duties. A judge in New York City said Friday that it's for a judge or jury to determine if Cuomo sexually harassed the state trooper and that his state-funded defense can't be denied. U.S. Representative George Santos's campaign committee is facing new questions from federal regulators after submitting paperwork listing a new treasurer who says he never took the job. The Federal Election Commission sent a letter Thursday to the DeVolder Santos for Congress campaign seeking clarity on the switch. It's the latest scrutiny for the congressman who has been caught fabricating many elements of his life story. The letter said the first-year Republicans' campaign may have failed to include the true, correct, or complete treasurer information on paperwork Wednesday, listing Thomas Datweiler as its new treasurer and custodian of records. A message seeking comment was left with a campaign lawyer. The Memphis police chief has disbanded the city's so-called Scorpion unit after some of its officers beat black motorist Tyree Nichols to death. The chief on Saturday cited a cloud of dishonor from newly released video of the fatal encounter. Police director Sarilyn C.J. Davis acted a day after the harrowing video emerged. She said she listened to Nichols' relatives, community leaders, and uninvolved officers in making the decision. The nation and the city are struggling to come with grips with the violence by the officers who are also black. The video renewed doubts about why fatal encounters with law enforcement keep happening, despite repeated calls for change. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. 
From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. This is the sound of a brand new outdoor grill being hurled off a 20 story building. Now, a stylish glass coffee table. An electric guitar. These are the things you could enjoy all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Visit energysavers.gov and get tips on how to save energy and money. Then do things like switch to Energy Star light bulbs or Energy Star appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. So this doesn't happen to the recliner you've had your eye on. Or this to the treadmill on your wish list. Or this to the shiny new bike your kid's been asking for. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Good morning on this Monday, January 30th. It's 614. You're listening to WNBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a crash with injuries in a disabled tractor trailer on I-81 northbound between exit 7, U.S. 11, Shenango, and exit 8, New York 26. All lanes were blocked and all traffic was being diverted to U.S. 11 via exit 7 and back onto I-81 northbound at exit 8. No word on when highway officials and state police will get the area cleared up, so you're likely to see some delays in that area this morning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 27 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 11 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, 40% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. Wednesday, a slight chance of snow showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 28 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. 6.15, you're listening to WMBF. At a it's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You deserve-
618 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Vincent Trocek had a goal and an assist. Jaroslav Halak stopped 33 shots, and the New York Rangers beat the struggling Vegas Golden Knights 4-1. Chris Kreider, Philippe Chatil, and Jimmy Vesey also scored for the Rangers, who are 8-2-3 in their last 13 games, heading into their bye week and all-star break. Braden Schneider had two assists, and Halak won his fifth straight start. Phil Kessel had a goal for Vegas, and Aiden Hill finished with 36 saves. The Golden Knights lost for the seventh time in nine games. Matt Zuccarello, Kirill Kaprizov, and Freddie Gaudreau scored in the shootout, lifting the Minnesota Wild past the Buffalo Sabres 3-2. Joel Erickson-Eck and Jared Spurgeon had goals in regulation for Minnesota, which headed into the All-Star break with two wins in a row. Marc-Andre Fleury stopped 29 shots for the Wild. Thompson scored in the shootout for Buffalo, but Jack Quinn was stopped by Fleury and Gaudreau secured the win for Minnesota. Quinn and Zemgis Gergensen scored in regulation for Buffalo. And Matthew Barzal scored in overtime, and Semyon Varlamov made 44 saves to help the New York Islanders beat the Vegas Golden Knights 2-1 on Saturday night for their second straight victory. Barzal beat goaltender Logan Thompson with a high shot at 428 of the extra session after Varlamov stopped William Carrier on a penalty shot earlier in overtime, then denied Jack Eichel on a point-blank shot. Islanders captain Anders Lee scored at 352 of the second. Carrier tied it late in the second with his 12th goal of the season. Kyrie Irving scored 21 of his 32 points in the final nine and a half minutes, carrying the Brooklyn Nets to their ninth straight victory over the New York Knicks, 122 to 115. Irving's sixth straight game of 30 or more points gave him a new career high and the Nets a new NBA franchise record. He didn't seem headed that way when he was only four for 14 with 11 points early in the fourth quarter, but he took over from there to make sure the Nets turned away every Knicks rally including a deep three-pointer with 50 seconds to play after New York was within five. The All-Star guard also had nine assists and six rebounds. Some local basketball news. Dan Petcash had 24 points, and Binghamton beat Bryant 84-67. Petcash also had eight rebounds for the Bearcats, who are now 9-12 overall and 5-3 in the America East Conference. Jacob Falco pitched in with 17 points, eight rebounds, and five assists. Miles Gibson scored 15 on five of seven shooting. Charles Pride led the Bulldogs with 17 points. DeMar Hamlin released a video Saturday in which he says he's thankful for the outpouring of support and vows to pay it back, marking the first time the Buffalo Bills' safety has spoken publicly since he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati on January 2nd. Hamlin said now was the right time to speak after the Bills' season ended and because he needed time to recover and gather his thoughts. The five-and-a-half-minute video was posted on Hamlin's social media accounts, comes after a really weird conspiracy theory that DeMar Hamlin actually died on the field in Cincinnati and that the NFL has been propping up some kind of look like one of the most insane conspiracy theories I've ever seen in my life but getting a lot of circulation around the sports community some baseball news the New York Yankees have agreed to a 9.95 million dollar one-year contract with Glaber Torres avoiding an arbitration hearing with the infielder the 26-year-old Torres hit 257 with 24 homers and 76 RBIs in 140 games for the AL East champions last year. Torres had asked for a raise from $6.25 million to $10.2 million in arbitration, and the Yankees offered the second baseman $9.7 million. Some other football action. 
Patrick Mahomes scrambled for a first down on his badly sprained right ankle and then was shoved out late out of bounds by Joseph Asai, giving Harrison Butker a chance to kick a 45-yard field goal with three seconds left that gave the Kansas City Chiefs a 23-20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC title game. And Jalen Hurts had one of Philadelphia's four rushing touchdowns and the Eagles soared into the Super Bowl, forcing both of San Francisco's quarterbacks out of the game with injuries and beating the wounded 49ers 31-7 in the NFC Championship game. 622 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Trading will resume after a strong week for the major indexes closed out with modest gains Friday. The indexes are at their highest level since early December. The S&P 500 clinched its third winning week in the last four. What could affect stock prices is the continuing earnings report season, which so far has been mixed. We also get more data on jobs from ADP, which measures private industry employment only, then another weekly report on first-time applications for unemployment insurance, and also from the Labor Department, the monthly jobs report for January. So far, the job market has remained remarkably resilient despite a slowing overall economy. Almost all of the high-profile layoff announcements have been within the tech industry. Japan, the Netherlands, and the U.S. have agreed to a deal to restrict China's access to materials used to make advanced computer chips, says a person familiar with the agreement to the Associated Press. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Join Mark Powell. My friend Teddy almost set his house on fire. He used a counterfeit, you know, a fake wall charger. He had to go to the hospital. My big sister Jenna's face turned bright red. She was just showing people online how to use a new cream. She still has the scars. My brother's friend Billy had to jump off his motor scooter when it caught fire. He fell and got hit by a car. He broke his leg, blew his chances to play basketball in college. My BFF Chloe was riding her bike and hit a ditch. Her helmet broke in two. Now, she has a brain injury. There is a cost to buying cheap. Do you want to pay the price? Real products are tested for safety. Protect yourself. Don't fall for fake products. Visit ncpc.org slash go for real. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Six twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Hearing loss may be a problem people need to deal with in and of itself as they get older. But did you know this? Having trouble with hearing can also raise your risk of dementia. And it's why it's so important that you get your hearing checked regularly after age 65 or sooner if you're having any issues. Hearing loss can make the brain work harder, forcing it to strain to hear and fill in the gaps, according to experts at Johns Hopkins. It can cause the aging brain to shrink more quickly. And hearing loss leads people to be less socially engaged, which is hugely important to remaining intellectually stimulated. A new study out of Singapore found that getting hearing aids could potentially reduce or delay cognitive decline. Now, there are other things you can do as well, including eating a healthy diet, getting plenty of exercise, plenty of good quality sleep, and reducing those stress levels. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. 
Retired or retiring soon? How much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Did you know that carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible? And the only way to detect it is by installing carbon monoxide or CO alarms. First Alert is reminding you to install CO alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Also, remember, alarms don't last forever and need to be replaced at least every 5 to 10 years, depending on your alarm. Protect your home and family with safety you can trust by visiting FirstAlert.com and Lowe's stores for your carbon monoxide alarms. Six twenty nine on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports on a crash with injuries in a disabled tractor trailer on I eighty one northbound between exit seven US eleven Shenango and exit eight New York twenty six. All lanes were blocked and all traffic is being diverted onto US eleven via exit seven and back onto I eighty one northbound at exit eight. No word on when highway officials and state police will get the area cleared up, so you're likely to see some delays in that area. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 27 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 11 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, 40% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of rain. And Wednesday, a slight chance of snow showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 28 degrees, 20% chance of snow. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. 6.30, you're listening to WMBF. Six thirty one on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. The Avatar sequel took down Star Wars at the box office over the weekend. This family is our fortress. Avatar The Way of Water slid into the fourth all-time spot at the worldwide box office, passing Star Wars The Force Awakens' $2.071 billion haul. It'll need another $100 million or so to get to the third spot, currently occupied by Titanic. And that means James Cameron has now directed three of the top four highest-grossing films, the original Avatar at number one, Titanic in third, and now Avatar 2 in fourth. Second place, by the way, belongs to Avengers Endgame. The Way of Water is a 20th century film which is owned by Disney, the parent company of ABC News. Avatar The Way of Water also topped the box office again this past weekend. No new films cracked the top three. Puss in Boots' The Last Wish finishing second. Tom Hanks' is A Man Called Otto in third. New to watch today, The Watchful Eye. Since when do I like surprises? A mysterious thriller set in a New York apartment building where everyone seems to have suspicious motives. That's on Freeform. And former Batman star Christian Bale is 49 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. The Street. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 
Good morning on this Monday, January 30th. You're listening to WMBF. A popular family-owned retail shop on the north side of Endicott won't be selling bread or pizza dough as usual. The operators of Battaglini Bakery say the business will continue to supply items to area grocery stores, but their small walk-up shop at 111 Oak Hill Avenue will be closed for the foreseeable future. Anthony Battaglini said the store had recently been open for limited hours. It's been operating five days a week for three hours a day. Battaglini says it's been difficult to find enough people to work at the shop. He said the plan is to realign operations and do some renovations. He told WMBF News there's no timeline for when the store will reopen. Battaglini noted this isn't the first time the shop has been closed. He said it didn't operate for several years between 1974 and 1993. A steady stream of customers visited the store Thursday afternoon to purchase Italian and French bread, as well as pizza dough. While they'll miss stopping by the neighborhood shop, they said they were pleased that Battaglini products would continue to be available in local supermarkets. The heavy equipment has been hauled away from what had been the once-beautiful IBM Country Club complex east of Endicott. Workers with Gorick Construction of Binghamton were on the site for nearly three months to remove the buildings, swimming pools, and banquet facilities along Watson Boulevard in the town of Union. Project Superintendent John Kerry told WMBF News on Friday that the demolition equipment was taken away from the property a few days ago. He said seeding and mulching at the site will be done when weather permits. The country club was one of the perks for employees at IBM locations in Endicott, Owego, Glendale, and Vestal for much of the 20th century. Although the property once was regarded as one of the region's popular for recreational events and special celebrations, it fell into disrepair due to flooding in June 2006. Bill Walsh, a former owner the following year, predicted much of the main structure of what had been renamed the Heritage Country Club would have to be demolished. Paul Darpino acquired the property from Broome County for $260,000 in 2009, but he was unable to redevelop the site. The county's local development corporation bought the property for $300,000 last February. Broome County officials had announced up to $2 million in funds from the Federal American Rescue Plan would be made available to help cover the cost of tearing down the complex. A year ago, LaChase Construction and Conifer Realty unveiled a plan to build a 75-unit apartment project on the site. Groundbreaking is expected in the spring. Despite the fact that vaccination mandates are being overturned and New York is in the midst of a major health care worker shortage, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is standing firm on her stance about vaccinations and employment in the health care industry. On Tuesday, January 24th, Governor Hochul was in Rochester to talk about a lead paint program when she took unrelated questions. When the subject of rehiring health care workers who lost their jobs for not being vaccinated was brought up, she said that rehiring health care workers who were relieved of their jobs over refusal to receive a COVID-19 vaccination was not the right answer. Hochul then said that anyone who seeks health care or goes into a nursing home should not have to worry about whether or not they'll contract COVID-19 and should know, quote, We have taken all steps to protect the public health, and that includes making sure those who come in contact with them at their time of most vulnerability when they are sick or elderly will not pass on the virus. In October of 2022, a New York Supreme Court judge ruled that about 1,700 New York City employees who were fired for not being vaccinated be reinstated and with back pay. On January 13th of this month, another New York Supreme Court judge struck down a mandate that required all health care workers in New York to be vaccinated, saying the governor and New York State Department of Health had overreached its authority. The New York State Department of Health sent a statement to Becker's Hospital Review following the ruling this month regarding health care workers being mandated to be vaccinated, saying the state health department strongly disagrees with the judge's decision and is exploring all options. 
In light of the ruling in October and the ruling in early January, many believe that Governor Hochul should rehire those who were let go from the health care field following their refusal to be vaccinated near the start of the pandemic. Marcus Fuller, age 38, of the town of DeWitt, New York, pleaded guilty last week to transmitting an interstate threat to injure another person. As part of his guilty plea, Fuller admitted that in April 2022, he sent dozens of communications via Instagram directed to a musical performing artist using multiple different accounts that he had created for that purpose. The communications contained threats to harm the victim up to and including death. Fuller further admitted that in one of those Instagram communications, he sent the victim a photograph of a firearm and ammunition. Fuller admitted that he possessed an identical firearm, a Ruger 338 caliber bolt-action rifle, at his residence in DeWitt, along with four boxes of ammunition. At sentencing, Fuller faces up to five years in prison, a maximum fine of $250,000, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of up to three years. A judge has ruled that New York State should pay former Governor Andrew Cuomo's legal bills as he defends himself against a lawsuit accusing him of sexually harassing a state trooper. Cuomo filed a lawsuit against Attorney General Letitia James in August, arguing that she violated state law by denying him public assistance for his defense. Cuomo said the trooper's allegations stem from a time when he was acting within the scope of his employment or duties. A judge in New York City said Friday that it's for a judge or jury to determine if Cuomo sexually harassed the state trooper and that his state-funded defense can't be denied. U.S. Representative George Santos's campaign committee is facing new questions from federal regulators after submitting paperwork listing a new treasurer who says he never took the job. The Federal Election Commission sent a letter Thursday to the DeVolder Santos for Congress campaign seeking clarity on the switch. It's the latest scrutiny for the congressman who has been caught fabricating many elements of his life story. The letter said the first-year Republicans' campaign may have failed to include the true, correct, or complete treasurer information on paperwork Wednesday, listing Thomas Datweiler as its new treasurer and custodian of records. A message seeking comment was left with a campaign lawyer. The Memphis police chief has disbanded the city's so-called Scorpion unit after some of its officers beat black motorist Tyree Nichols to death. The chief on Saturday cited a cloud of dishonor from newly released video of the fatal encounter. Police director Serilyn C.J. Davis acted a day after the harrowing video emerged. She said she listened to Nichols' relatives, community leaders, and uninvolved officers in making the decision. The nation and the city are struggling to come with grips with the violence by the officers who are also black. The video renewed doubts about why fatal encounters with law enforcement keep happening, despite repeated calls for change. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. In 2010, Liz was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. After losing her job due to treatment, she was left with few options. A housing voucher gave her hope that she could find a place to live with her daughter. To her surprise, that same voucher would result in her being denied housing. I felt so dejected and ashamed. It was shocking to me that people actually 
just discriminated against you for the type of income you were utilizing to pay your rent. Now, thanks to a new law in New York State, it is illegal for people like Liz to be denied housing based on their source of income. Do you use non-wage income such as veterans or disability benefits, Section 8 vouchers, or child support to pay for housing? If you suspect discrimination, call 1-800-788-9898 to contact the New York State Office of the Attorney General or visit endincomebiasny.com. I am at this point proud to say that I am using my voucher and a proud renter of an apartment where my daughter and I are very happily living. Six forty-four on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. I mentioned it in the sports update, the first portion of the show. But Demar Hamlin released a video Saturday and saying he's thankful for the outpouring of support and vows to pay it back. It's the first time the safety has spoken publicly since he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati. And that sparked, of course, conspiracy theories online. Because why wouldn't it? When you see a professional football player nearly die on the field, of course you should immediately assume that it must have been vaccination-related. Or when that fails and you find out it's not vaccination-related, you say, no, he actually did die on the field, and there's been a stand-in. The NFL is putting in a stand-in. Let me ask you, what does the NFL gain, stand to gain by putting in a stand-in for DeMar Hamlin? What, what would the NFL gain from doing that? It just makes no sense at all. It's one of those things, when, whenever anything happens nowadays, all of a sudden there's conspiracy theories tied to it. And this one's spread really wide in the sports world. Even former professional athletes saying, you know what, it makes sense to me. Maybe, maybe the NFL is putting a stand-in for DeMar Hamlin out there so people don't know he actually died on the field. What, what would the NFL gain from that? It makes no sense. Some people just want to be conspiracy theorists and say, oh, I know what really happened with literally everything. 645, you're listening to WMBF. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do New York's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. We on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a crash with injuries and a disabled tractor trailer on I-81 northbound between exit 7, US-11 Shenango, and exit 8, New York 26. All lanes were blocked and all traffic is being diverted onto US-11 via exit 7 and back onto I-81 northbound at exit 8. 
No word on when highway officials and state police will get the area cleaned up, so you'll likely see some delays in that area through the morning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 27 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 11 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, 40% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, a slight chance of snow showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 28 degrees, 20% chance of snow. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. 6.50. You're listening to WMBF. I'm Martin. As the world faces the challenges of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Lions recognize that kindness matters now more than ever. And Lions and Leos are finding ways to continue to serve our communities. For more than 100 years, in times of need, Lions always find a way to help those around them. And after we emerge from this, we will be stronger than ever. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more. Does your ch- on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. Let's begin the week with a word of caution for anyone using ChatGBT for business or school. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by CarShield. Be prepared for the unexpected. Visit carshield.com slash Kim and save 10%. Deductible may apply. I'll admit it, and so will millions of others who have tried ChatGBT. The temptation is there to allow it to write that office report, research project, school paper, or even a speech. You sit back and AI does all the work. But wait, while it can write a human-sounding report about virtually anything, it has flaws that can bring your whole house of cards down. While the AI is getting better every day, in many cases, ChatGPT cannot tell the difference between fact and fiction, current information, and not-so-current information. ChatGPT was trained on data that's two years old. And as of last Friday, if asked about the most recent iPhone model, the answer is the iPhone 13. So it's not perfect, but it's the little things that can hurt you the most. Don't be lost in the tech world. Try my daily longer podcast called Kim Commando Today. Innovative businesses see every day as an opportunity to create something new. Dell Technologies Advisors are here with tools and expertise to help you do incredible things. Because Dell Technologies believes there's an innovator in all of us. Learn more about smart PCs powered by the Intel vPro platform that's built for business. Find tech that's right for you by calling a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. At T-Mobile, we believe people deserve more without paying more. For a limited time, get four iPhone 14s with their amazing cameras on us and four lines for 25 bucks a line. It's like expecting one caroler. Deck the hallway. And getting a choir. Switch and get four iPhone 14s on us with eligible trade-ins and four lines for 25 bucks a line. With 24 monthly bill credits and auto pay plus taxes and fees for well-qualified customers with four-line minimum. If you cancel service before 24 credits, credit stop and balance and required finance agreement for all devices is due. See tmobile.com for detail. News Radio 1290 WNBF. 
6.55 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Vincent Trocek had a goal and an assist. Jaroslav Halak stopped 33 shots. And the New York Rangers beat the struggling Vegas Golden Knights 4-1. to Chris Kreider, Philippe Chatil, and Jimmy Vesey also scored for the Rangers, who are 8-2-3 in their last 13 games, heading into their bye week and all-star break. Braden Schneider had two assists, and Halak won his fifth straight start. Phil Kessel had a goal for Vegas, and Aiden Hill finished with 36 saves. The Golden Knights lost for the seventh time in nine games. Matt Zuccarello, Kirill Kaprizov, and Freddy Gaudreau scored in the shootout, lifting the Minnesota Wild past the Buffalo Sabres 3-2. Joel Erickson-Eck and Jared Spurgeon had goals in regulation for Minnesota, which headed into the All-Star break with two wins in a row. Marc-Andre Fleury stopped 29 shots for the Wild. Thompson scored in the shootout for Buffalo, but Jack Quinn was stopped by Fleury and Gaudreau and secured the win for Minnesota. Quinn and Zemgis Gergensen scored in regulation for Buffalo. Matthew Barzal scored in overtime, and Semyon Varlamov made 44 saves to help the New York Islanders beat the Vegas Golden Knights 2-1 on Saturday night for their second straight victory. Barzal beat goaltender Logan Thompson with a high shot at 428 of the extra session after Volomov stopped William Carrier on a penalty shot earlier in overtime, then denied Jack Eichel on another point-blank shot. Islanders captain Anders Lee scored at 352 of the second. Carrier tied it late in the second with his 12th of the season. Kyrie Irving scored 21 of his 32 points in the final nine and a half minutes, carrying the Brooklyn Nets to their ninth straight victory over the New York Knicks, 122-115. Irving's sixth straight game of 30 or more points gave him a new career high and the Nets' new NBA franchise record. He didn't seem headed that way when he was only 4 for 14 with 11 points early in the fourth quarter, but he took over from there to make sure the Nets turned away every Knicks rally, including a deep three-pointer with 50 seconds to play after New York was within five. The All-Star guard also had nine assists and six rebounds. Some local basketball, Dan Petcash had 24 points, and Binghamton beat Bryant 84-67. Petcash also had eight rebounds for the Bearcats, who are now 9-12 overall and 5-3 and in the America East Conference. Jacob Falco pitched in with 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists. Miles Gibson scored 15 on 5-7 of seven shooting. Charles Pride led the Bulldogs with 17 points. And DeMar Hamlin released a video Saturday in which he says he's thankful for the outpouring of support and vows to pay it back, marking the first time Buffalo Bills safety has spoken publicly since he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati on January 2nd. Hamlin said now was the right time to speak after the Bills season ended and because he needed some time to recover and gather his thoughts. The five-and-a-half-minute video was posted on Hamlin's social media accounts. The New York Yankees have agreed to a $9.95 million one-year contract with Glaber Torres, avoiding an arbitration hearing with the infielder. The 26-year-old Torres hit 257 with 24 homers and 76 RBIs in 140 games for the AL East champions last year. Torres had asked for a raise from $6.25 million to $10.2 million in arbitration, and the Yankees offered the second baseman $9.7 million. Other football news, we have Super Bowl contenders, the Philadelphia Eagles, and Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles beating the San Francisco 49ers, the Chiefs beating the Cincinnati Bengals. 659, you're listening to WMBF. Still have this is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station.
Closing out hour number one of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Got two more hours to go till Binghamton now. Well, coming up next, ABC News. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Monday, January 30th. You're listening to WMBF. A popular family-owned retail shop on the north side of Endicott won't be selling bread or pizza dough as usual. The operators of Battaglini Bakery say the business will continue to supply items to area grocery stores, but their small walk-up shop at 111 Oak Hill Avenue will be closed for the foreseeable future. Anthony Battaglini said the store had recently been open for limited hours. It's been operating five days a week for three hours a day. Battaglini says it's been difficult to find enough people to work at the shop. He said the plan is to realign operations and do some renovations. He told WMBF News there's no timeline for when the store will reopen. Battaglini noted this isn't the first time the shop has been closed. He said it didn't operate for several years between 1974 and 1993. A steady stream of customers visited the store Thursday afternoon to purchase Italian and French bread as well as pizza dough. Although missed stopping by the neighborhood shop, they said they were pleased that Battaglini products would continue to be available in local supermarkets. The heavy equipment has been hauled away from what had been the once beautiful IBM Country Club complex east of Endicott. Workers with Gorick Construction of Binghamton were on the site for nearly three months to remove the buildings, swimming pools, and banquet facilities along Watson Boulevard in the town of Union. Project Superintendent John Kerry told WMBF News on Friday that the demolition equipment was taken away from the property a few days ago. He said seeding and mulching at the site will be done when weather permits. The country club was one of the perks for employees at IBM locations in Endicott, Owego, Glendale, and Vestal for much of the 20th century. Although the property once was regarded as one of the regions popular for recreational events and special celebrations, it fell into disrepair due to flooding in June 2006. Bill Walsh, a former owner, the following year predicted much of the main structure of what had been renamed the Heritage Country Club would have to be demolished. Paul Darpino acquired the property from Broome County for $260,000 in 2009, but he was unable to redevelop the site. The county's local development corporation bought the property for $300,000 last February. Broome County officials had announced up to $2 million in funds from the Federal American Rescue Plan would be made available to help cover the cost of tearing down the complex. A year ago, LaChase Construction and Conifer Realty unveiled a plan to build a 75-unit apartment project on the site. Groundbreaking is expected in the spring. Despite the fact that vaccination mandates are being overturned and New York is in the midst of a major healthcare worker shortage, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is standing firm on her stance about vaccinations and employment in the healthcare industry. On Tuesday, January 24th, Governor Hochul was in Rochester to talk about a lead paint program when she took unrelated questions. When the subject of rehiring healthcare workers who lost their jobs for not being vaccinated was brought up, she said that rehiring healthcare workers who were relieved of their jobs over refusal to receive a COVID-19 vaccination was not the right answer. Hochul then said that anyone who seeks health care or goes into a nursing home should not have to worry about whether or not they'll contract COVID-19 and should know, quote, We have taken all steps to protect the public health, and that includes making sure those who come in contact with them at their time of most vulnerability when they are sick or elderly will not pass on the virus. In October of 2022, a New York Supreme Court judge ruled that about 1,700 New York City employees who were fired for not being vaccinated be reinstated and with back pay. On January 13th of this month, another New York Supreme Court judge struck down a mandate that required all health care workers in New York to be vaccinated, saying the governor and New York State Department of Health had overreached its authority. 
The New York State Department of Health sent a statement to Becker's Hospital Review following the ruling this month regarding health care workers being mandated to be vaccinated, saying the state health department strongly disagrees with the judge's decision and is exploring all options. In light of the ruling in October and the ruling in early January, many believe that Governor Hochul should rehire those who were let go from the healthcare field following their refusal to be vaccinated near the start of the pandemic. Marcus Fuller, age 38, of the town of DeWitt, New York, pleaded guilty last week to transmitting an interstate threat to injure another person. As part of his guilty plea, Fuller admitted that in April 2022, he sent dozens of communications via Instagram directed to a musical performing artist using multiple different accounts that he had created for that purpose. The communications contained threats to harm the victim up to and including death. Fuller further admitted that in one of those Instagram communications, he sent the victim a photograph of a firearm and ammunition. Fuller admitted that he possessed an identical firearm, a Ruger .338 caliber bolt-action rifle, at his residence in DeWitt, along with four boxes of ammunition. At sentencing, Fuller faces up to five years in prison, a maximum fine of $250,000, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of up to three years. A judge has ruled that New York State should pay former Governor Andrew Cuomo's legal bills as he defends himself against a lawsuit accusing him of sexually harassing a state trooper. Cuomo filed a lawsuit against Attorney General Letitia James in August, arguing that she violated state law by denying him public assistance for his defense. Cuomo said the trooper's allegations stem from a time when he was acting within the scope of his employment or duties. A judge in New York City said Friday that it's for a judge or jury to determine if Cuomo sexually harassed the state trooper and that his state-funded defense can't be denied. U.S. Representative George Santos's campaign committee is facing new questions from federal regulators after submitting paperwork listing a new treasurer who says he never took the job. The Federal Election Commission sent a letter Thursday to the DeVolder Santos for Congress campaign seeking clarity on the switch. It's the latest scrutiny for the congressman who has been caught fabricating many elements of his life story. The letter said the first-year Republicans' campaign may have failed to include the true, correct, or complete treasurer information on paperwork Wednesday, listing Thomas Datweiler as its new treasurer and custodian of records. A message seeking comment was left with a campaign lawyer. The Memphis police chief has disbanded the city's so-called Scorpion unit after some of its officers beat black motorist Tyree Nichols to death. The chief on Saturday cited a cloud of dishonor from newly released video of the fatal encounter. Police director Sarilyn C.J. Davis acted a day after the harrowing video emerged. She said she listened to Nichols' relatives, community leaders, and uninvolved officers in making the decision. The nation and the city are struggling to come with grips with the violence by the officers who are also black. The video renewed doubts about why fatal encounters with law enforcement keep happening, despite repeated calls for change. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM.
This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in New York. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Seven fourteen on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports on a crash with injuries in a disabled tractor trailer on I eighty one northbound between exit seven US eleven Shenango and exit eight New York twenty six. All lanes were blocked and all traffic was being diverted onto US eleven via exit seven and back onto I eighty one at northbound at exit eight. No word on when highway officials and state police will get the area cleared up, so you're likely to see some delays in that area. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 27 degrees and overcast outside. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 11 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, 40% chance of rain. Tonight chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. Wednesday, slight chance of snow showers before 8 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 28 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. 7.15, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Vincent Trocek had a goal and an assist. Jaroslav Halak stopped 33 shots. And the New York Rangers beat the struggling Vegas Golden Knights 4-1. Chris Kreider, Philippe Chatil, and Jimmy Vesey also scored for the Rangers, who are 8-2-3 in their last 13 games, heading into their bye week and all-star break. Braden Schneider had two assists, and Halak won his fifth straight start. Phil Kessel had a goal for Vegas, and Aiden Hill finished with 36 saves. The Golden Knights lost for the seventh time in nine games. Matt Zuccarello, Kirill Kaprizov, and Freddie Gaudreau scored in the shootout, lifting the Minnesota Wild past the Buffalo Sabres 3-2. Joel Erickson-Eck and Jared Spurgeon had goals in regulation for Minnesota, which headed into the All-Star break with two wins in a row. Marc-Andre Fleury stopped 29 shots for the Wild. Thompson scored in the shootout for Buffalo, but Jack Quinn was stopped by Flurry and Gaudreau secured the win for Minnesota. Quinn and Zemgus Gergensen scored in regulation for Buffalo. 
Matthew Barzal scored in overtime, and Semyon Varlamov made 44 saves to help the New York Islanders beat the Vegas Golden Knights 2-1 on Saturday night for their second straight victory. Barzal beat goaltender Logan Thompson with a high shot at 428 of the extra session after Volomov stopped William Carrier on a penalty shot earlier in overtime, then denied Jack Eichel on another point-blank shot. Islanders captain Anders Lee scored at 352 of the second. Carrier tied it late in the second with his 12th of the season. Kyrie Irving scored 21 of his 32 points in the final nine and a half minutes, carrying the Brooklyn Nets to their ninth straight victory over the New York Knicks, 122 to 115. Irving's sixth straight game of 30 or more points gave him a new career high and the Nets a new NBA franchise record. He didn't seem headed that way when he was only 4 for 14 with 11 points early in the fourth quarter, but he took over from there to make sure the Nets turned away every Knicks rally, including a deep three-pointer with 50 seconds to play after New York was within five. The All-Star guard also had nine assists and six rebounds. Some local basketball. Dan Petcash had 24 points and Binghamton beat Bryant 84 to 67. Petcash also had eight rebounds for the Bearcats, who are now 9-12 overall and 5-3 in the America East Conference. Jacob Falco pitched in with 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists. Miles Gibson scored 15 on 5-7 of seven shooting. Charles Pride led the Bulldogs with 17 points. DeMar Hamlin released a video Saturday in which he says he's thankful for the outpouring of support and vows to pay it back, marking the first time the Buffalo Bills' safety has spoken publicly since he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati on January 2nd. Hamlin said now is the right time to speak after the Bills' season ended and because he needed time to recover and gather his thoughts. The five-and-a-half-minute video was posted on Hamlin's social media accounts. The New York Yankees have agreed to a $9.95 million one-year contract with Gleyber Torres, avoiding an arbitration hearing with the infielder. The 26-year-old Torres hit 257 with 24 homers and 76 RBIs in 140 games for the AL East champions last year. Torres had asked for a raise from $6.25 million to $10.2 million in arbitration, and the Yankees offered the second baseman $9.7 million. And NFL playoff action. Patrick Mahomes scrambled for a first down on his badly sprained right ankle and then was shoved late out of bounds by Joseph Asai, giving Harrison Butker a chance to kick a 45-yard field goal with three seconds left that gave the Kansas City Chiefs a 23-20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC title game. The Chiefs finally beat the Bengals after three straight losses, including a three-point overtime defeat in last year's conference championship game. They advanced to play the Philadelphia Eagles in their third Super Bowl in four years. And Jalen Hurts had one of Philadelphia's four rushing touchdowns, and the Eagles soared into the Super Bowl, forcing both of San Francisco's quarterbacks out of the game with injuries and beating the wounded 49ers 31-7 in the NFC Championship game. The Eagles won the Super Bowl five years ago with a different coach and quarterback. They'll try to do it again behind the formidable duo of Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Philadelphia will play the Kansas City Chiefs. Miles Sanders ran for two touchdowns, and linebacker Hassan Reddick made the hit that forced 49ers rookie Brock Purdy out of the game with an elbow injury. 721 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Trading will resume after a strong week for the major indexes closed out with modest gains Friday. The indexes are at their highest level since early December. The S&P 500 clinched its third winning week in the last four. What could affect stock prices is the continuing earnings report season, which so far has been mixed. 
We also get more data on jobs from ADP, which measures private industry employment only. Then another weekly report on first-time applications for unemployment insurance and also from the Labor Department, the monthly jobs report for January. So far, the job market has remained remarkably resilient despite a slowing overall economy. Almost all of the high-profile layoff announcements have been within the tech industry. Japan, the Netherlands, and the U.S. have agreed to a deal to restrict China's access to materials used to make advanced computer chips, says a person familiar with the agreement to the Associated Press. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Is your Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering, too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanonorg slash help. on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. Another deadly police suspect encounter igniting fears of violent protests. Something President Biden says he's grateful that the victim's mother has asked demonstrators not to do. I was really pleased that she called for no peaceful protests, no No violence, no movement at all. President Biden will continue promoting his economic plans this week. He visits Baltimore to show how the bipartisan infrastructure law will replace a more than century-old tunnel to speed the workday commute, and then to New York to promote spending on upgrading train services below the Hudson River. Former Vice President Pence on a book tour addressing classified papers his staff found at his home after reports of similar findings of President Biden and former President Trump's homes. Those classified documents should not have been in my personal residence. Mistakes were made. And I take full responsibility. Andy Field, ABC News. At na- on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a crash with injuries in a disabled tractor-trailer on I-81 northbound between Exit 7, U.S. 11 Shenango, and Exit 8, New York 26. All lanes were blocked and all traffic was being diverted onto U.S. 11 via Exit 7 and back onto I-81 northbound at Exit 8. No word on when highway officials and state police will get the area cleared up, so you'll likely see some delays in the area. National Weather Service forecast from downtown Binghamton. Right now about 27 degrees and overcast outside. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 11 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, 40% chance of rain. Tonight chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m., then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high near 27 Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 16, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, slight chance of snow showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 28 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. 729, you're listening to WMBF. Join the 
7.30 on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment Update. ABC Entertainment News. The Avatar sequel took down Star Wars at the box office over the weekend. This family is our fortress. Avatar The Way of Water slid into the fourth all-time spot at the worldwide box office, passing Star Wars The Force Awakens' $2.071 billion haul. It'll need another $100 million or so to get to the third spot, currently occupied by Titanic. And that means James Cameron has now directed three of the top four highest-grossing films. The original Avatar at number one, Titanic in third, and now Avatar 2 in fourth. Second place, by the way, belongs to Avengers Endgame. The Way of Water is a 20th century film which is owned by Disney, the parent company of ABC News. Avatar The Way of Water also topped the box office again this past weekend. No new films cracked the top three. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, finishing second. Tom Hanks' is A Man Called Otto in third. New to watch today, The Watchful Eye. Since when do I like surprises? A mysterious thriller set in a New York apartment building where everyone seems to have suspicious motives. That's on Freeform. And former Batman star Christian Bale is 49 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. You want... Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Monday, January 30th. You're listening to WNBF. A popular family-owned retail shop on the north side of Endicott won't be selling bread or pizza dough as usual. The operators of Battaglini Bakery say the business will continue to supply items to area grocery stores, but their small walk-up shop at 111 Oak Hill Avenue will be closed for the foreseeable future. Anthony Battaglini said the store had recently been open for limited hours. It's been operating five days a week for three hours a day. Battaglini says it's been difficult to find enough people to work at the shop. He said the plan is to realign operations and do some renovations. He told WMBF News there's no timeline for when the store will reopen. Battaglini noted this isn't the first time the shop has been closed. He said it didn't operate for several years between 1974 and 1993. A steady stream of customers visited the store Thursday afternoon to purchase Italian and French bread, as well as pizza dough. While they'll miss stopping by the neighborhood shop, they said they were pleased that Battaglini products would continue to be available in local supermarkets. The heavy equipment has been hauled away from what had been the once-beautiful IBM Country Club complex east of Endicott. Workers with Gorick Construction of Binghamton were on the site for nearly three months to remove the buildings, swimming pools, and banquet facilities along Watson Boulevard in the town of Union. Project Superintendent John Kerry told WMBF News on Friday that the demolition equipment was taken away from the property a few days ago. He said seeding and mulching at the site will be done when weather permits. The country club was one of the perks for employees at IBM locations in Endicott, Owego, Glendale, and Vestal for much of the 20th century. 
Although the property once was regarded as one of the regions popular for recreational events and special celebrations, it fell into disrepair due to flooding in June 2006. Bill Walsh, a former owner the following year, predicted much of the main structure, what had been renamed the Heritage Country Club, would have to be demolished. Paul Darpino acquired the property from Broome County for $260,000 in 2009, but he was unable to redevelop the site. The county's local development corporation bought the property for $300,000 last February. Broome County officials had announced up to $2 million in funds from the Federal American Rescue Plan would be made available to help cover the cost of tearing down the complex. A year ago, LaChase Construction and Conifer Realty unveiled a plan to build a 75-unit apartment project on the site. Groundbreaking is expected in the spring. Despite the fact that vaccination mandates are being overturned and New York is in the midst of a major health care worker shortage, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is standing firm on her stance about vaccinations and employment in the health care industry. On Tuesday, January 24th, Governor Hochul was in Rochester to talk about a lead paint program when she took unrelated questions. When the subject of rehiring health care workers who lost their jobs for not being vaccinated was brought up, she said that rehiring health care workers who were relieved of their jobs over refusal to receive a COVID-19 vaccination was not the right answer. Hochul then said that anyone who seeks health care or goes into a nursing home should not have to worry about whether or not they'll contract COVID-19 and should know, quote, We have taken all steps to protect the public health, and that includes making sure those who come in contact with them at their time of most vulnerability, when they are sick or elderly, will not pass on the virus. In October of 2022, a New York Supreme Court judge ruled that about 1,700 New York City employees who were fired for not being vaccinated be reinstated and with back pay. On January 13th of this month, another New York Supreme Court judge struck down a mandate that required all health care workers in New York to be vaccinated, saying the governor and New York State Department of Health had overreached its authority. The New York State Department of Health sent a statement to Becker's Hospital Review following the ruling this month regarding health care workers being mandated to be vaccinated, saying the state health department strongly disagrees with the judge's decision and is exploring all options. In light of the ruling in October and the ruling in early January, many believe that Governor Hochul should rehire those who were let go from the health care field following their refusal to be vaccinated near the start of the pandemic. Marcus Fuller, age 38, of the town of DeWitt, New York, pleaded guilty last week to transmitting an interstate threat to injure another person. As part of his guilty plea, Fuller admitted that in April 2022, he sent dozens of communications via Instagram directed to a musical performing artist using multiple different accounts that he had created for that purpose. The communications contained threats to harm the victim up to and including death. Fuller further admitted that in one of those Instagram communications, he sent the victim a photograph of a firearm and ammunition. Fuller admitted that he possessed an identical firearm, a Ruger .338 caliber bolt-action rifle, at his residence in DeWitt, along with four boxes of ammunition. At sentencing, Fuller faces up to five years in prison, a maximum fine of $250,000, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of up to three years. A judge has ruled that New York State should pay former Governor Andrew Cuomo's legal bills as he defends himself against a lawsuit accusing him of sexually harassing a state trooper. Cuomo filed a lawsuit against Attorney General Letitia James in August, arguing that she violated state law by denying him public assistance for his defense. Cuomo said the trooper's allegations stem from a time when he was acting within the scope of his employment or duties. A judge in New York City said Friday that it's for a judge or jury to determine if Cuomo sexually harassed the state trooper and that his state-funded defense can't be denied. U.S. Representative George Santos's campaign committee is facing new questions from federal regulators after submitting paperwork listing a new treasurer who says he never took the job. 
The Federal Election Commission sent a letter Thursday to the Devolder Santos for Congress campaign seeking clarity on the switch. It's the latest scrutiny for the congressman who has been caught fabricating many elements of his life story. The letter said the first-year Republicans' campaign may have failed to include the true, correct, or complete treasurer information on paperwork Wednesday, listing Thomas Datweiler as its new treasurer and custodian of records. A message seeking comment was left with a campaign lawyer. The Memphis police chief has disbanded the city's so-called Scorpion unit after some of its officers beat black motorist Tyree Nichols to death. The chief on Saturday cited a cloud of dishonor from newly released video of the fatal encounter. Police Director Sarilyn C.J. Davis acted a day after the harrowing video emerged. She said she listened to Nichols' relatives, community leaders, and uninvolved officers in making the decision. The nation and the city are struggling to come with grips with the violence by the officers who are also black. The video renewed doubts about why fatal encounters with law enforcement keep happening, despite repeated calls for change. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27 Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in New York knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, Chances are you'd look good in stripes, too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? New York needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. A lot of things coming up in the Binghamton area. Binghamton Pond Festival continues this weekend at Shenango Valley State Park. We're two weekends into it now. Last weekend was the USA Hockey Sanctioned Youth Weekend. So I hope a lot of kids got to try hockey for free on Saturday. And this upcoming weekend, we have the Adult Outdoor 4 vs. 4 Tournament. And then on Saturday, we'll have some more hockey trivia at 1 p.m., then a trail and snowshoe race at 3 p.m., and a fireworks show at 6.30 p.m. Can you believe that? A fireworks show in February in Binghamton, New York. Insane. But it should be a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to try to stop by for the trail and snowshoe races and the fireworks show. I just want to see if anybody actually runs in snowshoes. I want to see if that's what it really means. 
or if it's just kind of a name and everybody's running in sneakers like normal people. No, 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 no. I want to see an actual snowshoe race. We also have the Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival. It's Saturday, March 25th. That's going to be here a lot sooner than you think, and it's moving to the arena this year. Tickets are on sale right now. Start at $60 for VIP and $43 for general admission. So you want to get those tickets before the price goes up, and it will the closer we get to the event. And we've teamed up with Fox 40 for the clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop, and all for under $170, making the game of golf significantly more affordable, an expensive game to play. 745, you're listening to WMBF. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a day. football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a crash with injuries and a disabled tractor trailer on I-81 northbound between exit 7, US-11 Shenango, and exit 8, New York 26. All lanes were blocked and all traffic was being diverted onto US-11 via exit 7 and back onto I-81 northbound at exit 8. No word on when highway officials and state police will get the area cleared up, so you'll likely see some delays in that area. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 27 degrees and overcast outside. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 11 a.m. Then a chance of rain and snow showers between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Then a chance of rain showers after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, 40% chance of rain. Tonight chance of rain and snow showers before 9 p.m. Then a chance of snow showers. Cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high near 27 Tomorrow night, chance of snow showers after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. Wednesday, slight chance of snow showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 28 degrees, chance of snow 20%. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. It's 749. You're listening to WMBF. Hi, folks. on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, the custom computer keyboard scene is growing. About 40 enthusiasts showed up to a mechanical keyboard meetup in Manhattan's West Village over the weekend. Will Fan was one of the organizers. It's usually just bring your keyboard or just show up, talk to other people about like what you're doing, what you're planning to build, what you have built. Custom keyboards can be various shapes, like Riley Bay's pink Meown 75 board. It's called Meown because that's like the onomatopoeia for how cats meow in Korean, and it's shaped like a cat. Key caps are also highly customizable, like Siobhan's coffee 
coffee-themed keyboard. There's actually Arabic alphabet on here as well to go with Arabica coffee. And so are key switches, which John Poblador says determine how typing on a keyboard feels and sounds. They're little plastic cubes with a cross-shaped stem on it, and the internals of the cross-shaped stem is actually what determines the feel. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. I'm Martin... on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Vincent Trocek had a goal and an assist. Jaroslav Halak stopped 33 shots. And the New York Rangers beat the struggling Vegas Golden Knights 4-1. Chris Kreider, Philippe Chatil, and Jimmy Vesey also scored for the Rangers, who are 8-2-3 in their last 13 games, heading into their bye week and all-star break. Braden Schneider had two assists, and Halak won his fifth straight start. Phil Kessel had a goal for Vegas, and Aiden Hill finished with 36 saves. The Golden Knights lost for the seventh time in nine games. Matt Zuccarello, Kirill Kaprizov, and Freddie Gaudreau scored in the shootout, lifting the Minnesota Wild past the Buffalo Sabres 3-2. Joel Erickson-Eck and Jared Spurgeon had goals in regulation for Minnesota, which headed into the All-Star break with two wins in a row. Marc-Andre Fleury stopped 29 shots for the Wild. Thompson scored in the shootout for Buffalo, but Jack Quinn was stopped by Fleury, and Gaudreau secured the win for Minnesota. Quinn and Zemgus Gergensen scored in regulation for Buffalo. Matthew Barzal scored in overtime, and Semyon Varlamov made 44 saves to help the New York Islanders beat the Vegas Golden Knights 2-1 on Saturday night for their second straight victory. Barzal beat goaltender Logan Thompson with a high shot at 428 of the extra session after Varlamov stopped William Carrier on a penalty shot earlier in overtime, then denied Jack Eichel on another point-blank shot. Islanders captain Anders Lee scored at 352 of the second. Carrier tied it late in the second with his 12th of the season. Some basketball action. Kyrie Irving scored 21 of his 32 points in the final nine and a half minutes carrying the Brooklyn Nets to their ninth straight victory over the New York Knicks, 122-115. Irving's sixth straight game of 30 or more points gave him a new career high and the Nets a new NBA franchise record. He didn't seem headed that way when he was only 4-for-14 four with 11 points early in the fourth quarter, but he took over from there to make sure the Nets turned away every Knicks rally, including a deep three-pointer with 50 seconds to play after New York was within five. The All-Star guard also had nine assists and six rebounds. Some local basketball, Dan Petcash had 24 points and Binghamton beat Bryant 84-67. Petcash also had 8 rebounds for the Bearcats, who are 9-12 overall and 5-3 in the America East Conference. Jacob Falco pitched in with 17 points, 8 rebounds and 5 assists. Miles Gibson scored 15 on 5-7 of seven shooting. Charles Pride led the Bulldogs with 17 points. Some other sports news. DeMar Hamlin released a video Saturday in which he says he's thankful for the outpouring of support and vows to pay it back, marking the first time the Buffalo Bills' safety has spoken publicly since he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati on January 2nd. Hamlin said now is the right time to speak after the Bills' season ended and because he needed time to recover and gather his thoughts. The five-and-a-half-minute video was posted on Hamlin's social media accounts. The New York Yankees have agreed to a $9.95 million one-year contract with Glaber Torres, avoiding an arbitration hearing with the infielder. The 26-year-old Torres hit 257 with 24 homers and 76 RBIs in 140 games for the AL East champions last year. 
Torres had asked for a raise from $6.25 million to $10.2 million in arbitration, and the Yankees offered the second baseman $9.7 million. Other sports news, Patrick Mahomes scrambled for a first down on his badly sprained right ankle and then was shoved late out of bounds by Joseph Asai, giving Harrison Bucker a chance to kick a 45-yard field goal with three seconds left that gave the Kansas City Chiefs a 23-20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC title game. And Jalen Hurts had one of Philadelphia's four rushing touchdowns, and the Eagles soared into the Super Bowl, forcing both of San Francisco San Francisco's quarterbacks out of the game with injuries, and beating the wounded 49ers 31-7 in the AFC or NFC Championship game. 7:59. You're listening to WMBF. Attention. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a Town Square Media Station. Closing out hour number two of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Got one more hour to go until Binghamton Now, which will not be hosted by Bob Joseph today. I'm going to be filling in for Bob for a couple of days. So Binghamton Now with James Kelly today. Get your questions ready. ABC News up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Monday, January 30th. You're listening to WMBF. A popular family-owned retail shop on the north side of Endicott won't be selling bread or pizza dough as usual. The operators of Battaglini Bakery say the business will continue to supply items to area grocery stores, but their small walk-up shop at 111 Oak Hill Avenue will be closed for the foreseeable future. Anthony Battaglini said the store had recently been open for limited hours. It's been operating five days a week for three hours a day. Battaglini says it's been difficult to find enough people to work at the shop. He said the plan is to realign operations and do some renovations. He told WMBF News there's no timeline for when the store will reopen. Battaglini noted this isn't the first time the shop has been closed. He said it didn't operate for several years between 1974 and 1993. A steady stream of customers visited the store Thursday afternoon to purchase Italian and French bread as well as pizza dough. While they'll miss stopping by the neighborhood shop, they said they were pleased that Battaglini products would continue to be available in local supermarkets. The heavy equipment has been hauled away from what had been the once-beautiful IBM Country Club complex east of Endicott. Workers with Gorick Construction of Binghamton were on the site for nearly three months to remove the buildings, swimming pools, and banquet facilities along Watson Boulevard in the town of Union. Project Superintendent John Kerry told WMBF News on Friday that the demolition equipment was taken away from the property a few days ago. He said seeding and mulching at the site will be done when weather permits. The country club was one of the perks for employees at IBM locations in Endicott, Owego, Glendale, and Vestal for much of the 20th century. Although the property once was regarded as one of the region's popular for recreational events and special celebrations, it fell into disrepair due to flooding in June 2006. Bill Walsh, a former owner, the following year predicted much of the main structure, what had been renamed the Heritage Country Club, would have to be demolished. Paul Darpino acquired the property from Broome County for $260,000 in 2009, but he was unable to redevelop the site. The county's local development corporation bought the property for $300,000 last February. Broome County officials had announced up to $2 million in funds from the Federal American Rescue Plan would be made available to help cover the cost of tearing down the complex. A year ago, LaChase Construction and Conifer Realty unveiled a plan to build a 75-unit apartment project on the site. Groundbreaking is expected in the spring. 
Despite the fact that vaccination mandates are being overturned and New York is in the midst of a major health care worker shortage, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is standing firm on her stance about vaccinations and employment in the health care industry. On Tuesday, January 24th, Governor Hochul was in Rochester to talk about a lead paint program when she took unrelated questions. When the subject of rehiring health care workers who lost their jobs for not being vaccinated was brought up, she said that rehiring health care workers who were relieved of their jobs over a refusal to receive a COVID-19 vaccination was not the right answer. Hochul then said that anyone who seeks health care or goes into a nursing home should not have to worry about whether or not they'll contract COVID-19 and should know, quote, We have taken all steps to protect the public health, and that includes making sure those who come in contact with them at their time of most vulnerability when they are sick or elderly will not pass on the virus. In October of 2022, a New York Supreme Court judge ruled that about 1,700 New York City employees who were fired for not being vaccinated be reinstated and with back pay. On January 13th of this month, another New York Supreme Court judge struck down a mandate that required all health care workers in New York to be vaccinated, saying the governor and New York State Department of Health had overreached its authority. The New York State Department of Health sent a statement to Becker's Hospital Review following the ruling this month regarding health care workers being mandated to be vaccinated, saying the state health department strongly disagrees with the judge's decision and is exploring all options. In light of the ruling in October and the ruling in early January, many believe that Governor Hochul should rehire those who were let go from the healthcare field following their refusal to be vaccinated near the start of the pandemic. Marcus Fuller, age 38, of the town of DeWitt, New York, pleaded guilty last week to transmitting an interstate threat to injure another person. As part of his guilty plea, Fuller admitted that in April 2022, he sent dozens of communications via Instagram directed to a musical performing artist using multiple different accounts that he had created for that purpose. The communications contained threats to harm the victim up to and including death. Fuller further admitted that in one of those Instagram communications, he sent the victim a photograph of a firearm and ammunition. Fuller admitted that he possessed an identical firearm, a Ruger .338 caliber bolt-action rifle, at his residence in DeWitt, along with four boxes of ammunition. At sentencing, Fuller faces up to five years in prison, a maximum fine of $250,000, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of up to three years. A judge has ruled that New York State should pay former Governor Andrew Cuomo's legal bills as he defends himself against a lawsuit accusing him of sexually harassing a state trooper. Cuomo filed a lawsuit against Attorney General Letitia James in August, arguing that she violated state law by denying him public assistance for his defense. Cuomo said the trooper's allegations stem from a time when he was acting within the scope of his employment or duties. A judge in New York City said Friday that it's for a judge or jury to determine if Cuomo sexually harassed the state trooper and that his state-funded defense can't be denied. U.S. Representative George Santos's campaign committee is facing new questions from federal regulators after submitting paperwork listing a new treasurer who says he never took the job. The Federal Election Commission sent a letter Thursday to the DeVolder Santos for Congress campaign seeking clarity on the switch. It's the latest scrutiny for the congressman who has been caught fabricating many elements of his life story. The letter said the first-year Republicans' campaign may have failed to include the true, correct, or complete treasurer information on paperwork Wednesday, listing Thomas Datweiler as its new treasurer and custodian of records. A message seeking comment was left with a campaign lawyer. The Memphis police chief has disbanded the city's so-called Scorpion unit after some of its officers beat black motorist Tyree Nichols to death. The chief on Saturday cited a cloud of dishonor from newly released video of the fatal encounter. 
Police Director Sarah Lynn C.J. Davis acted a day after the harrowing video emerged. She said she listened to Nichols' relatives, community leaders, and uninvolved officers in making the decision. The nation and the city are struggling to come with grips with the violence by the officers, who are also black. The video renewed doubts about why fatal encounters with law enforcement keep happening, despite repeated calls for change. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. First. Runners, to your mark. Set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS, the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across New York every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Eight fourteen on WMBF. You're listening to the final hour of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a crash with injuries on, and a disabled tractor-trailer on I-81 northbound between Exit 7, U.S. 11, Shenango, and Exit 8, New York 26. All lanes were blocked and all traffic was being diverted onto U.S. 11 via Exit 7 and back onto I-81 northbound at Exit 8. No word on when highway officials and state police will get the area fully cleared up, so you'll likely see some delays in that area. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 27 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tonight chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. It's 8.15. You're listening to WMBF. Jackson. In 50 feet, turn left. 
Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Eight eighteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Vincent Trocheck had a goal and an assist. Jaroslav Halak stopped thirty-three shots, and the New York Rangers beat the struggling Vegas Golden Knights four to one. Chris Kreider, Philippe Chatil, and Jimmy Vesey also scored for the Rangers, who are eight two and three in their last thirteen games, heading into their bye week and All Star break. Braden Schneider had two assists, and Halak won his fifth straight game. Phil Kessel had a goal for Vegas, and Aiden Hill finished with 36 saves, and the Golden Knights lost for the seventh time in nine games. Matt Zuccarello, Kirill Kaprizov, and Freddie Gaudreau scored in the shootout, lifting the Minnesota Wild past the Buffalo Sabres 3-2. Joel Erickson-Eck and Jared Spurgeon had goals in regulation for Minnesota, which headed into the All-Star break with two wins in a row. Marc-Andre Fleury stopped 29 shots for the Wild. Thompson scored in the shootout for Buffalo, but Jack Quinn was stopped by Fleury, and Gaudreau secured the win for Minnesota. Quinn and Zemgus Gergensen scored in regulation for Buffalo. And Matthew Barzal scored in overtime, and Semyon Varlamov made 44 saves to help the New York Islanders beat the Vegas Golden Knights 2-1 on Saturday night for their second straight victory. Barzal beat goaltender Logan Thompson with a high shot at 428 of the extra session after Varlamov stopped William Carrier on a penalty shot earlier in overtime then denied Jack Eichel on another point-blank shot. Islanders captain Anders Lee scored at 3.52 of the second. Carrier tied it late in the second with his 12th of the season. Some basketball action. Kyrie Irving scored 21 of his 32 points in the final nine and a half minutes, carrying the Brooklyn Nets to their ninth straight victory over the New York Knicks, 122-115. Irving's sixth straight game of 30 or more points gave him a new career high and the Nets a new NBA franchise record. He didn't seem headed that way when he was only 4 for 14 with 11 points early in the fourth quarter, but he took over from there to make sure the Nets turned away every Knicks rally, including a deep three-pointer with 50 seconds to play after New York was within five. The All-Star guard also had nine assists and six rebounds. In some local basketball, Dan Petcash had 24 points and Binghamton beat Bryant 84 to 67. Petcash also had eight rebounds for the Bearcats, who are 9 and 12 overall and 5 and 3 in the America East Conference. Jacob Falco pitched in with 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists. Miles Gibson scored 15 on 5 of 7 shooting. Charles Pride led the Bulldogs with 17 points. DeMar Hamlin released a video Saturday in which he says he's thankful for the outpouring of support and vows to pay it back, marking the first time the Buffalo Bills' safety has spoken publicly since he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati on January 2nd. Hamlin said now was the right time to speak after the Bills' season ended and because he needed time to recover and gather his thoughts. The five-and-a-half-minute video was posted on Hamlin's social media accounts. And the New York Yankees have agreed to a $9.95 million one-year contract with Glaber Torres, avoiding an arbitration hearing with the infielder. The 26-year-old Torres hit .257 with 24 homers and 76 RBIs in 140 games for the AL East champions last year. Torres had asked for a raise from $6.25 million to $10.2 million in arbitration, and the Yankees offered the second baseman $9.7 million. A good move by the Yankees. 
And NFL playoff action, Patrick Mahomes scrambled for a first down on his badly sprained right ankle and then was shoved late out of bounds by Joseph Asai, giving Harrison Bucker a chance to kick a 45-yard field goal with three seconds left. That gave the Kansas City Chiefs a 23-20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC title game. The Chiefs finally beat the Bengals after three straight losses, including a three-point overtime defeat in last year's conference championship game. They advanced to play the Philadelphia Eagles in their third Super Bowl in four years. And Jalen Hurts had one of Philadelphia's four rushing touchdowns, and the Eagles soared into the Super Bowl, forcing both of San Francisco's quarterbacks out of the game with injuries and beating the wounded 49ers 31-7 in the NFC Championship game. The Eagles won the Super Bowl five years ago with a different coach and quarterback. They'll try to do it again behind the formidable duo of Hurts and Nick Sirianni, and they'll play the Kansas City Chiefs. Miles Sanders ran for two touchdowns, and linebacker Hassan Reddick made the hit that forced 49ers rookie quarterback Brock Purdy out of the game with an elbow injury. It's 822 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Trading will resume after a strong week for the major indexes closed out with modest gains Friday. The indexes are at their highest level since early December. The S&P 500 clinched its third winning week in the last four. What could affect stock prices is the continuing earnings report season, which so far has been mixed. We also get more data on jobs from ADP, which measures private industry employment only, than another weekly report on first-time applications for unemployment insurance, and also from the Labor Department, the monthly jobs report for January. So far, the job market has remained remarkably resilient, despite a slowing overall economy. Almost all of the high-profile layoff announcements have been within the tech industry. Japan, the Netherlands, and the U.S. have agreed to a deal to restrict China's access to materials used to make advanced computer chips, says a person familiar with the agreement to the Associated Press. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. It feels like you're frozen, petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments. The bills begin to pile up. Not knowing what to do, you do nothing at all. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because if you take action, if you do something about your mortgage problems, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about the options that are right for you. Real help, real answers, right now. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov and do something about your mortgage problems. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Eight twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Hearing loss may be a problem people need to deal with in and of itself as they get older. But did you know this? Having trouble with hearing can also raise your risk of dementia. And it's why it's so important that you get your hearing checked regularly after age 65 or sooner if you're having any issues. Hearing loss can make the brain work harder, forcing it to strain to hear and fill in the gaps, according to experts at Johns Hopkins. It can cause the aging brain to shrink more quickly. 
And hearing loss leads people to be less socially engaged, which is hugely important to remaining intellectually stimulated. A new study out of Singapore found that getting hearing aids could potentially reduce or delay cognitive decline. Now, there are other things you can do as well, including eating a healthy diet, getting plenty of exercise, plenty of good quality sleep, and reducing those stress levels. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Retired or retiring soon, how much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Did you know that carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible? And the only way to detect it is by installing carbon monoxide or CO alarms. First Alert is reminding you to install CO alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Also, remember, alarms don't last forever and need to be replaced at least every 5 to 10 years, depending on your alarm. Protect your home and family with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores for your carbon monoxide alarms. As the world faces the challenges of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Lions recognize that kindness matters now more than ever. And Lions and Leos are finding ways to continue to serve our communities, including ordering food delivery for healthcare workers, holding story time for children online, and providing surgical masks to medical professionals and first responders. Empowering us to do more, Lions Club's International Foundation has provided nearly $2.5 million in grant funding for COVID-19 relief. And that support continues to grow. For more than 100 years, in times of need, Lions always find a way to help those around them. And after we emerge from this, we will be stronger than ever. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a crash with injuries in a disabled tractor-trailer on I-81 northbound between Exit 7, U.S. 11, Shenango, and Exit 8, New York 26. All lanes were blocked and all traffic was being diverted onto U.S. 11 via Exit 7 and back onto I-81 northbound at Exit 8. No word on when highway officials and state police will get the area cleared up, so you'll likely see some delays in that area. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 27 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m. Then a chance of rain and snow showers between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Then a chance of rain showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tonight chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m. Then a chance of snow showers between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. It's 8.30. You're listening to WMBF. Join Mark. Where news breaks first. 
News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Monday, January 30th. You're listening to WMBF. A popular family-owned retail shop on the north side of Endicott won't be selling bread or pizza dough as usual. The operators of Battaglini Bakery say the business will continue to supply items to area grocery stores, but their small walk-up shop at 111 Oak Hill Avenue will be closed for the foreseeable future. Anthony Battaglini said the store had recently been open for limited hours. It's been operating five days a week for three hours a day. Battaglini says it's been difficult to find enough people to work at the shop. He said the plan is to realign operations and do some renovations. He told WMBF News there's no timeline for when the store will reopen. Battaglini noted this isn't the first time the shop has been closed. He said it didn't operate for several years between 1974 and 1993. A steady stream of customers visited the store Thursday afternoon to purchase Italian and French bread as well as pizza dough. Although miss stopping by the neighborhood shop, they said they were pleased that Battaglini products would continue to be available in local supermarkets. The heavy equipment has been hauled away from what had been the once-beautiful IBM Country Club complex east of Endicott. Workers with Gorick Construction of Binghamton were on the site for nearly three months to remove the buildings, swimming pools, and banquet facilities along Watson Boulevard in the town of Union. Project Superintendent John Kerry told WMBF News on Friday that the demolition equipment was taken away from the property a few days ago. He said seeding and mulching at the site will be done when weather permits. The country club was one of the perks for employees at IBM locations in Endicott, Owego, Glendale, and Vestal for much of the 20th century. Although the property once was regarded as one of the region's popular for recreational events and special celebrations, it fell into disrepair due to flooding in June 2006. Bill Walsh, a former owner, the following year predicted much of the main structure, what had been renamed the Heritage Country Club, would have to be demolished. Paul Darpino acquired the property from Broome County for $260,000 in 2009, but he was unable to redevelop the site. The county's local development corporation bought the property for $300,000 last February. Broome County officials had announced up to $2 million in funds from the Federal American Rescue Plan would be made available to help cover the cost of tearing down the complex. A year ago, LaChase Construction and Conifer Realty unveiled a plan to build a 75-unit apartment project on the site. Groundbreaking is expected in the spring. Despite the fact that vaccination mandates are being overturned and New York is in the midst of a major health care worker shortage, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is standing firm on her stance about vaccinations and employment in the health care industry. On Tuesday, January 24th, Governor Hochul was in Rochester to talk about a lead paint program when she took unrelated questions. When the subject of rehiring health care workers who lost their jobs for not being vaccinated was brought up, she said that rehiring health care workers who were relieved of their jobs over refusal to receive a COVID-19 vaccination was not the right answer. Hochul then said that anyone who seeks health care or goes into a nursing home should not have to worry about whether or not they'll contract COVID-19 and should know, quote, We have taken all steps to protect the public health, and that includes making sure those who come in contact with them at their time of most vulnerability when they are sick or elderly will not pass on the virus. In October of 2022, a New York Supreme Court judge ruled that about 1,700 New York City employees who were fired for not being vaccinated be reinstated and with back pay. On January 13th of this month, another New York Supreme Court judge struck down a mandate that required all health care workers in New York to be vaccinated, saying the governor and New York State Department of Health had overreached its authority. The New York State Department of Health sent a statement to Becker's Hospital Review following the ruling this month regarding health care workers being mandated to be vaccinated, saying the state health department strongly disagrees with the judge's decision and is exploring all options. 
In light of the ruling in October and the ruling in early January, many believe that Governor Hochul should rehire those who were let go from the health care field following their refusal to be vaccinated near the start of the pandemic. Marcus Fuller, age 38, of the town of DeWitt, New York, pleaded guilty last week to transmitting an interstate threat to injure another person. As part of his guilty plea, Fuller admitted that in April 2022, he sent dozens of communications via Instagram directed to a musical performing artist using multiple different accounts that he had created for that purpose. The communications contained threats to harm the victim up to and including death. Fuller further admitted that in one of those Instagram communications, he sent the victim a photograph of a firearm and ammunition. Fuller admitted that he possessed an identical firearm, a Ruger .338 caliber bolt-action rifle, at his residence in DeWitt, along with four boxes of ammunition. At sentencing, Fuller faces up to five years in prison, a maximum fine of $250,000, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of up to three years. A judge has ruled that New York State should pay former Governor Andrew Cuomo's legal bills as he defends himself against a lawsuit accusing him of sexually harassing a state trooper. Cuomo filed a lawsuit against Attorney General Letitia James in August, arguing that she violated state law by denying him public assistance for his defense. Cuomo said the trooper's allegations stem from a time when he was acting within the scope of his employment or duties. A judge in New York City said Friday that it's for a judge or jury to determine if Cuomo sexually harassed the state trooper and that his state-funded defense can't be denied. U.S. Representative George Santos's campaign committee is facing new questions from federal regulators after submitting paperwork listing a new treasurer who says he never took the job. The Federal Election Commission sent a letter Thursday to the Devolder Santos for Congress campaign seeking clarity on the switch. It's the latest scrutiny for the congressman who has been caught fabricating many elements of his life story. The letter said the first-year Republicans' campaign may have failed to include the true, correct, or complete treasurer information on paperwork Wednesday, listing Thomas Datweiler as its new treasurer and custodian of records. A message seeking comment was left with a campaign lawyer. The Memphis police chief has disbanded the city's so-called Scorpion unit after some of its officers beat black motorist Tyree Nichols to death. The chief on Saturday cited a cloud of dishonor from newly released video of the fatal encounter. Police director Sarilyn C.J. Davis acted a day after the harrowing video emerged. She said she listened to Nichols' relatives, community leaders, and uninvolved officers in making the decision. The nation and the city are struggling to come with grips with the violence by the officers who are also black. The video renewed doubts about why fatal encounters with law enforcement keep happening, despite repeated calls for change. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Eight forty on WMBF. We're now joined by Nima Krajan from the Shore Family Firehouse Stage to talk about all the things we have coming up in February. Nima, how are you doing today? I am doing just great. 
it's and it's always good to hear your voice, even if you're talking about snow. Yeah, I, I <laughs> last week I, I made the mistake a little bit of daring the Binghamton winter to kick into gear a little bit. Uh, now I'm hearing that there are snowstorms on the horizon. Yes, well, you know, winter's winter. So. Yeah, I'm sad. I was I was slightly disappointed. You know, we're into February almost, and we really haven't right. gotten that much snow yet. I was promised something a lot more extreme. <laughs> you may be in the minority of um, uh, being a, someone who uh, wishes we had more, but. Uh, but it is the whole, you know, excitement of winter and, you know, people going skiing and this and that. But then it's also kind of fun to come in from the cold and experience, you know, a, a performance in the warmth and with people, you know, laughing and everything. And then go out there and, you know, huddle up and get in your car and go home. Yep. Absolutely. All part of we, it. we all need things to do in the winter, too, to kind of get us out of the house, get us doing things. Exactly. Exactly. So what do we have so, coming up? Well, we've got some really fun things in February, and I want to make sure people know about them because they are selling, you know, at this point, and we don't want anybody to miss out. Uh, we do have our annual uh, Ladies of Laughter on Valentine's Day. So that's Tuesday, February 14th. That's coming up. Um, and it's a fun show. It's uh, The women are always really, really funny. And we know that Maureen Langan is our uh, star and, you know, somebody else opens for her. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. It can be a, you know, a group of people, you know, just friends that are going out for um, Valentine's Day. But, you know, it's also a good date night uh, thing to do. So uh, to put that on your radar screen, because it's not, you know, on the weekend, but, you, you know, it is Valentine's Day. And we always do our Ladies of Laughter and it always sells out. So want people to know about that. And then as we continue to talk about things that um, have something to do with romance, we have a very funny, very innovative um, one-woman show called My Unauthorized Hallmark Movie Musical. And that is here for three shows. That's February 17th. That's a Friday. And then two shows on Saturday at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m., and this is it. Just uh, the author just came back from um, the Fringe Festival, where she got some really wonderful reviews. And it's about a woman who really wants romance and really wants this in her life. And so she starts to, um, you know, she's watching all these Hallmark movies. I know a lot of my friends are doing that, as as do I. And she wants to write her own story. And what's What's really innovative about it is she has eight other characters that are on screen that are interacting with her. So if you're a writer who wants to see a different way to to write something, um, I think you will love this. If you simply love Hallmark movies and you want to be an intimate part of it, then this is a show that you will love. And if you really enjoy, you know, live theater, um, I think you will really enjoy this piece. And the author is the person who does the does the show. So she'll be there to answer questions, and she performs in it. But it's also a musical. So if you really like musicals, those eight imaginary characters are singing and dancing and talking with her, and it's it's just really, really special. So I, I don't want people to miss that. Um, and then we have our Enjoy Jazz starting up together, uh, together uh, again. 
I'm a little bit tongue-tied this morning, uh, with the Seth Harper Quartet, and that starts February 20th on a Monday. And a little bit different and selling very fast is the Irish Comedy Tour, and that is February 23rd. So if you, that's a Thursday night, which we don't usually do, but they are touring in the area and contacted us, and we know that everybody gets ready for that parade day early in March. So if you want to get your Irish on early, Thursday, February 23rd is is going to be a fun night. All right, that sounds tailor-made for me. All Irish. <laughs> James James Patrick Kelly doesn't get any more Irish than that. That's right. Well, you will love this troupe. They're very, very funny. It's four guys and with some music and comedy. So put it on your calendar and buy a ticket because, as I say, things are selling. Absolutely. It sounds like there's a lot of cool things coming up in the area with the there, firehouse there stage. Really, yes, there really are. And, you know, yesterday I went to SRO's production um, of Head Over Heels. They rent our space twice a year, and that's playing next weekend. It's it's a really good show. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Naima, thanks for joining us today and giving us something to put on our calendars for, you know, getting out and socializing in the cold months of February. That's right. Something to look forward to. Okay. Yeah, we all need it. You got it. Thanks, Naima. Thank you. That was Naima Krajan from the Firehouse Stage. It's 846. You're listening to WMBF. Eight forty nine on WMBF. We're now joined by Preston from Broomtauga Workforce. How's it going, Preston? It's going well. How are you? Uh, pretty good so far. Yeah, great. So, what do you got for us today? Yeah, so this week at Broomtauga Workforce, we've got a number of recruitments going on. Uh, first, we've got the Broomtauga Workforce Mini Job Fair. This is going to be held on Wednesday, February first, from ten thirty a.m. to two p.m. It's at 501 Reynolds Road. Companies attending include StaffWorks, United Health Services, and Broome County Department of Health. So please bring resumes. Next, we've got Willow Run Foods. They'll be here at our center, 501 Reynolds Road in Johnson City, on Thursday, February 2nd, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. They're recruiting for CDLA driver trainee, cab detailer, warehouse maintenance, second shift, and more. For off-site recruitments, Raymond Corporation is conducting open interviews on Wednesdays and Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the 22 South Canal Street location in Green. And finally, UHS Nursing Assistance. UHS is looking for nursing assistance. Anyone that is interested, please contact Crystal Travis at 763-5045 or email crystal at crystal.travis at Org. So if any of you have any interest in any of those positions, please come out and see what they have to offer. A lot of stuff coming up in the Binghamton area this week. Absolutely. We've got a lot of things going on, a lot of things for people to check out. So come on by and see what's going on. Fantastic. Well, Preston, thank you for joining us today. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Yeah, Hope you enjoy you. the rest of your day. You as well. Take care. That was Preston from Broom Tioga Workforce. It's 851. You're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. 
We have reports of a crash with injuries in a disabled tractor-trailer on I-81 northbound between exit 7, U.S. 11, Shenango, and exit 8, New York 26. All lanes were blocked and all traffic was being diverted onto U.S. 11 via exit 7 and back onto I-81 northbound at exit 8. No word on when highway officials and state police will get the area cleared up, so you're likely to see some delays in that area. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 27 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 21 degrees. Today, a slight chance of snow showers before 10 a.m., then a chance of rain and snow showers between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., then a chance of rain showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 41 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees, 50% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 27. Tomorrow night, slight chance of snow showers after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 16 degrees, 20% chance of snow. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low near 19 degrees. It's 855. You're listening to WMBF. I'm Mark. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Vincent Trocek had a goal and an assist. Jaroslav Halak stopped 33 shots, and the New York Rangers beat the struggling Vegas Golden Knights 4-1. Matt Zugarello, Kirill Kaprizov, and Freddie Gaudreau scored in the shootout, lifting the Minnesota Wild past the Buffalo Sabres 3-2. And Matthew Barzal scored in overtime, and Semyon Varlamov made 44 saves to help the New York Islanders beat the Vegas Golden Knights 2-1 on Saturday night for their second straight victory. Kyrie Irving scored 21 of his 32 points in the final nine and a half minutes, carrying the Brooklyn Nets to their ninth straight victory over the New York Knicks, 122 to 115. Irving's sixth straight game of 30 or more points gave him a new career high and the Nets a new NBA franchise record. He didn't seem headed that way when he was only four for 14 with 11 points early in the fourth quarter, but he took over from there to make sure the Nets turned away every Knicks rally, including a deep three-pointer with 50 seconds to play after New York was within five. The All-Star guard also had nine assists and six rebounds. And Dan Petcash had 24 points, and Binghamton beat Bryant 84-67. Petcash also had eight rebounds for the Bearcats, who are now 9-12 in overall and 5-3 in America East Conference play. Jacob Falco pitched in with 17 points, eight rebounds, and five assists. It's 8-59. You're listening to WMBF. Attention. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out the final hour of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. Binghamton Now, coming up next. ABC News Up First. <laughs> 